on the spot. Dot on the spot. desire to see it, but honestly, it worked out uh, very well. It was actually originally called God Party. Five stars. I'm going to say one star. I will never see it again, um, and I feel bad for those who spent their money to go see it in the first place. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Thought on the Spot Movie Reviews. My name is Tommy, and today we're going to be reviewing the film Joker. Joker came out on October 4th, 2019, and is a crime drama thriller. The rating is R, and the runtime is 2 hours and 2 minutes. The director of the film is Todd Phillips, which you'd uh, recognize his work from The Hangover and its sequels. Joker stars Joaquin Phoenix, who plays Arthur Fleck. You'd recognize Joaquin from such films as Walk the Line, where he played Johnny Cash, as well as the film Gladiator, where he played Commodus. We also have Robert De Niro playing Murray Franklin. You'd recognize uh, Robert De Niro from things like Raging Bull, where he played Jake LaMotta, and the film Dirty Grandpa, where he played Dick Kelly. We have Zazie Beetz playing Sophie Dumont. You recognize Zazie Beetz from such things as Deadpool 2, where she played Domino, as well as the Atlanta TV series, where she plays Van. And we also have Frances Conroy, who plays Penny Fleck. You recognize Frances from the American Horror Story series. She's played uh, multiple roles. In the most recent Apocalypse, she was Myrtle Snow. She also plays in the series Castle Rock as Martha Lacey. The plot of the film is a story where we follow Arthur Fleck, a man that has had a hard life and just seems to be getting harder as the crime rate in Gotham is increasing. As Arthur tends to feel like someone that has been discarded by society, he tries to rise above it by doing what he loves. Having some mental health problems, Arthur starts to realize there are other ways society will finally recognize him. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. What? If you smile <laughs> to your fear and sorrow, smile. Tomorrow, you find a place to What's so funny? Just... Freak! <laughs> Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. 
used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. Welcome back. That was the trailer. So let's go ahead and jump right into the review. Let me begin with just saying that the way it is filmed to fit the era of 1981 is is done really well. Uh, they still keep the idea of it being in Gotham, but they really it almost looks like you're watching a movie that was filmed back then and we're seeing it now. Uh, Joaquin does an incredible job portraying a man who is slowly losing his mind. And as you see him try to kind of settle himself when he's by himself um, and, and he's wrestling with, with trying to be normal, it's, it's amazing. You truly believe that he is this character. And, you know, obviously that's what makes Joaquin such, such a great actor is that he, he can take on these roles and do them so well. Um, the film, although it's edited well, it does tend to feel a little long. Um, each scene does have substance, so it's not my way of saying like it could have been shorter, but when you kind of come away from it, you feel like there there may have been a way, there must have been a way, because it does feel a little bit long. Um, there are twists throughout the film that make you think things are going to be happening one way, and then you find out that they're starting to happen another way, so it always keeps you kind of guessing. So a lot of the people who have come from the film have had some questions of what does this mean or what does that mean. Obviously, don't look into those until you've seen the film so you don't spoil it for yourself. Some have said that they didn't like Joaquin's laugh. I wouldn't say I hated it, but I also didn't love it. Um, so it's 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 for you to kind of take up. I, I don't think it's something to make a big deal out of it, but at the same time, I can see how it could get annoying to someone. Um, I do think that one part that could have been done just a little bit better, and, and that's if they're going to be making this part of the new DC Universe, is maybe picking, picking better actors for some of the key players that come later in the story. Again, I don't want to spoil that um, uh, you know, for who I'm talking about. However, when you see them, maybe you'll also feel like that that kind of fell short. But I don't know what they're doing, right? This... Who knows what, what DC is doing these days. Uh, there is a lot of hype over um, the character played by De Niro. Um, I, I got to be honest. I didn't think De Niro was really in the movie enough to make it that big of a deal. Uh, and when I say hype, it's just, you know, how Joaquin and De Niro kind of got along on the set. But when you see the film, you don't really feel like that they really had a lot of screen time together. So, um, however, when De Niro is on the screen he's very impactful it's not to say his acting was spot on but that's because his character as Murray Franklin doesn't doesn't really have that big of a role so so um, you know until you see the whole story that is I guess I should I should say for those who've seen it but but anyway um, it's not pivotal it's not like you know you watch De Niro and you go man he, he nailed that role it's not that big of a deal um, Zazie's parts in the film are also pretty minimal but again, impactful to the story. So big, you know, kind of a big name, but not a lot of screen time. We were really watching a lot of Joaquin during the film. Um, and I couldn't have thought of a, um, a better person to play Arthur's mother 
than Frances Conroy. I mean, she just she has that little bit of madness about her that um, that she portrays so so well, and it was fitting for the film. So I got to give props for for casting her. I thought that that was done um, really well. The other thing I liked about the film is uh, that it's got a direct nod to the film King of Comedy. Um, it's it's you know King of Comedy is not a bad film. Um, that came out in 1982. So it's, I guess what's even cooler is not only is it a nod to that film, but the fact that De Niro plays in in this film is kind of fantastic. And if you've not seen um, King of Comedy, maybe check it out before you go see it. I don't know what kind of time you got on your hands or if you can find the film, but uh, I think you'll enjoy Joker maybe a little bit more. Maybe watch it after. Maybe there's some spoiler stuff, but... Um, in the end, the, the film is good. It's not great, but it's good. I look at it as um, Tim Burton kind of brought us comics to the movies, right? He he showed us that bringing Batman was something that was possible. And then came along Chris Nolan who said, well, why can't we make it look like um, the world of Batman could exist in our world? And, and can we make it look m- real? And, you know, obviously he used a lot of dark lightning to bring darkness to the franchise you know i can't count the number of times that you would hear that dice dc's movies were you know dark but um he truly showed us what a you know a real world batman or bane or or especially joker would look like so you know nolan kind of changed that game todd phillips has kind of moved it one step further by saying well now that we know that batman could exist in the world world let's play with this expectation and let's set it to the past in the 80s. Not only bringing into um, kind of a real effect of, um, instead of doing dark filming, you know, it's it looks more modern day. Like there's no technique to it other than it was set in that time. Um, and what's great about this is it does bring into perspective how a, a madman, you know, people that, that we know are even, um, you know, realistically, you know, serial killers and things of that nature, how they could easily become a villain in our own society. So it's interesting to see that. That being said, there's a lot of talk online about Joker being portrayed in um, in a light that could expose him as a hero. I honestly walked away from the film not thinking this in any way whatsoever. So if anything, it brought to light why maybe we need other programs in place that are better funded and how cruel people can be. Um, that some people are just mean and we see the impact it has on others, especially those that are downtrodden and, you know, and have been abused. I think that's a big takeaway. Um, but that's just me. Uh, another fun fact about the film is that it does relate to real life as it happened around the time frame, time frame that it took place, which was in the 1980s, right? Um, mainly New York. Such things brought up in the film include um, the spike of crime during the crack epidemic, uh, a garbage strike, um, so sanitary strike, like the one that lasted 17 days in 1981, so very, very close there. Now, the next thing I will mention is a spoiler, so if you want to stop now, do so. But... Here is a spoiler. I don't think it's too much of a giveaway, but um, the, in, so in New York in 1984, there was a shooting of four men on a subway that was done by Bernie Getz. Okay, not so much of a spoiler. Here's more of a spoiler. Getz 
um, claimed that he was protecting himself from a robbery and was initially dubbed kind of the, the subway vigilante or vigilante before he turned himself in. Okay, and that's what's important. He eventually turned himself in. He was also referred to as the Death Wish Vigilante, um, a reference, of course, obviously, to the popular Death Wish movie starring Charles Bronson. Um, many New Yorkers thought he was a hero because of uh, because of uh, you know other crime that was happening. Now, after all this, it was later identified that all four men on the subway were were African American, and that Bernie's attacks may have been a form of racism. So obviously. You know, all the New Yorkers' opinion at that point had changed. But it's good to know that story because as you watch the film, you're going to kind of see where maybe they they pulled that story from. So, um, anyway, that concludes my review of The Joker. Um, my rating on this film is 3.5 out of 5. Um, stingers during or after the credits, there are none. So you can leave once the credits start rolling, or if you want to stay and, and see what everybody did in the film, you can do that too. All right, guys. Well, again, this concludes my review of The Joker. As always, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen. If you are a first time listener, you can follow us and subscribe through Facebook. That's www.facebook.com forward slash thought on the spot movie reviews. Uh, you can find us on Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash thought on the spot. It is because of Anchor that we're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. So um, we thank them for that because without without them, we wouldn't be available to you now. So thanks, Anchor. This is another review in the can. So until next time, grab some popcorn and your favorite drink and go out and see a great film with your family, friends, or maybe just spend some time to yourself. But most importantly, have a great night. Mm -hmm.